the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the beginning. These are the first three words of the Bible. At the start of it all, God was already there. It's hard to fathom an eternal God with our human minds because we are creatures born into time. Time is all we have ever known. But that wasn't the case with God. God had always been present. Three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, yet one God. And that's where the story of God's work began. Moses writes down that God's first act was to create the heavens and the earth. With this one verse, we come to know and understand that our God is the God of time and space. After all, he did create them both. Imagine being there for the first sunrise, the first sunset that creation has ever known. God separated the light from the darkness. The light he called day, the darkness he called night. These are the units of time that have measured our days and our lives. Minutes, hours, days, years, all of them began at the command of God. Moses doesn't know it yet, but God does have a grand plan for his creation. Creation was made for God's joy and pleasure. God fills this world of time and space with every living creature. Birds, beasts, flowers, fields, all of it. And then finally, the crown jewel of creation comes, human beings. Those made in the image of God were to govern over all of it, to tend it to take care of God's creation in his place. And God promised he would walk with them, he would live with them, he'd provide for them, all out of love for his creation. He gave them food from every tree except one. The fruit from the tree that would change the ticking of time forever. At first, it was so easy to live in relationship with God and one another. Adam and Eve, after all, were the perfect partners, literally created to be the fulfillment of each other's needs. And they were given two tasks. Take care of creation and be fruitful, multiply. Not a word about death. No concept of time other than to be in a constant state of enjoyment in relationship with God and one another. What a strange thing it must have been then for Eve to hear those first slithering words of the serpent, those whispers from the devil himself, planting thoughts in her head of doing just the opposite of what God had commanded, eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Promises made by the devil were too much to overcome. A creature could become like the creator, 
knowing good and evil, to know what God does and to see with God's eyes. So she took and tasted what God had forbidden. She gave to Adam, too. And at that moment, the clock of time began to tick more loudly than it ever had before. Dust you are, and to dust you shall return. The words of God, the introduction of death as a consequence of sin, an end to their earthly lives. Each moment was one step closer to time being over for them, like sand slipping through an hourglass. Not only that, but the hard labor had just begun for both of them. Pain in childbearing, working the ground, the ground not giving forth food easily. It would no longer be easy for Adam and Eve. This willful disobedience, sin, would be passed down to all who would come after them. Two sons born to Adam and Eve, but one would kill the other. And this pattern of hard work... Hard lives, running out the clock until their earthly lives were over, would continue for so long. They couldn't escape it. They couldn't outrun it. And neither can we. We know all too well about fragile bodies, about the pain of death and grief. We too, just like Eve, so often do what we know is contrary to God's design and desires for us. Our lives pass like sand through an hourglass. Every moment, moving closer to the death that has been inevitable since Adam and Eve's sin. Just like God's people of old, we need something. We need someone to save us. But where? When would the time be right? God's people waited for generations for a sign, for a word that would give them hope as time marched on. Then, through the mouth of a prophet, God spoke a promise that sparked the hope that they had so longed for. It would happen in Bethlehem, Micah said. A ruler, one who would shepherd God's people in peace and strength. The security that God's people had lacked for so long, he would bring. Who would it be? The one who was of old, from ancient of days. Surely that was a name they would recognize, God's people, because they called God himself the Ancient of Days. Could God be saying what they thought he was? One who is in labor? Ancient of Days? It was as if God was promising that he would come down. That God would break through the time and space that separated heaven from earth and that he would come to save them. They knew the place. They knew the Savior would come through a woman's womb. But when? They waited 
for fulfillment as time kept creeping forward. There are moments in life when everything just comes together perfectly. Whether planned or not, it just all fits together. Peace, satisfaction, joy, they combine into one beautiful moment. It must have felt like anything but that for Mary, a virgin, engaged to a faithful man, but he almost broke it off when he heard the news that she was expecting. But even this was a part of the God of time and space's plan for his people. An angel came to him and told Joseph that she was carrying the Son of God. And miraculously, he believed it. So off they went to Joseph's hometown, the one Micah had written about so long ago, Bethlehem. And while they were there, the time came for the child to be born. Paul writes it so beautifully. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. The same God who created time itself waited until the perfect moment, at the perfect place that he had promised so long before. And that's where his perfect, eternal son would make his appearance to be the savior of all mankind. God entered the space and time that he had created because he'd come to set his people free from the tyranny of time that had tormented them for so long. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, the start of the day, as the sun came up, the start of a new week, time itself was reset set his people free from time's deadly demands, Jesus allowed himself to be overcome by it. For three days, he lay dead in the tomb. Three days of agonizing waiting. The minutes must have felt like hours, the hours like days, and the days like years for the disciples who had put their trust in the God of time and space's son, Jesus. But when the women arrived at the tomb, they heard the news that Jesus had already awoken that morning. He was alive. The prison bars of death and hell had been shattered by Jesus' resurrection. The clock that had been ticking, counting down to the deaths of every person that had come before, had been defanged, rendered toothless. This wasn't Jesus pressing the snooze button on the alarm clock, but Jesus had taken a sledgehammer to time all together and smashed it to pieces. He was no longer bound by time or death, and neither would his people be any longer. He had reopened the way to eternal life. He had reset the clock in the relationship of God the Father and his people. 
for anyone who would believe that his resurrection would be theirs, he reopened the gates to eternity, the place where the God of time and space dwells. He promised that there was a place prepared for them there. He was going to get it ready. And that he would come again to take them to be where he was. These are the last words of the Bible. Having ascended to heaven, Jesus now speaks a word of hope and comfort to each of you. I am coming soon. The one who has defeated death and the tyranny of time promises you that where he is, you will be also. That the God of time and space's plan for humanity only has one piece left that has yet to be fulfilled. His coming again to restore all things finally and fully. To put them back to the timeless perfection that existed in the garden. The even better news? You are invited. Everyone is included. God has done all of this, this plan to rescue and redeem his people for your benefit. So now, all that's left to do is wait. We wait with confident faith that when Jesus returns, all the brokenness we experience, those who have died in the faith, they will be raised to eternal life. Just as he was. As we conclude one year and begin another, we recognize, we realize in light of this plan of God that no matter what has not been accomplished in the last year, the things we failed to do, the things left undone, the brokenness that we have experienced, all of it one day will soon be put away by God fully restored, made perfect again. We're given an opportunity as a new year begins to share this good news, this story of the God of time and space with anyone who would listen. The news that even though we are bound by time and space now, our God who created it has come to rescue us And he has reopened the doorway to a timeless eternity in the presence of Jesus Christ. So as we wait for that glorious day of his return, we echo the refrain of the church throughout time. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. In his name. Amen.